0: This is On The Radar, coming at you with summer 44, and as always, on Radar, and we'll talk about local and national sports and pop culture as well. Due to coronavirus having delayed the starts of seasons and upending the middle of seasons as well, we've been just giving you a roundabout update about everything in the world of pop culture and sports, as well as going into some topics about sports specifically or television shows. Now, last week I spoke about Mike Greenberg's new show starting noon Eastern and that, that cut away one hour of the Dan Lebertar show with Stu Gatz and the Jay williams Keyson Johnson show being on for four hours, which takes away a potential hour of them at the beginning and them having to do a pre- and a post-game show plus the local hour and his half-hour TV show, which has been also bummed. I also forgot to mention that anybody who has an ESPN radio show, no matter if you're in the West Coast, the East Coast, the Midwest, or the mountain time, if your show is on 11 Central's time, 12 Eastern, and you do the math for the other, you no longer have a show on the radio for those couple of hours because they want his television, excuse me, his radio show to be nationally televised on the radio, syndicated everywhere else. So Lauren Tomo, The Score, has said, if you are tired of hearing Mike Greenberg on television and in on the radio, just switch over to The Score, which is the local CBS radio station in Chicago, because he's on at the exact same time, and that would be something you can do instead. So forgot to mention, besides from ESPN screwing Dan Levitar twice in radio and once on television, everybody who had a local show is not on as well. That's how they can save money there by having a show that's nationally televised on television or radio instead. Just wanted to update that. Trevor Simeon, former Jets quarterback and... Broncos quarterback, he is signed with the Titans to be a backup to Ryan Tannehill. That is interesting. And then in weird news, Tom Brenneman, longtime broadcaster from a broadcast family, works for Fox. Football coverage besides from covering the Reds. said a gay, gay, a gay slur. Apologize for it. Admit apology Called the home run. One of the weirdest things ever. I'm going to say this. You shouldn't be saying slurs on television no matter what. I don't. I'm not really going to say he should be fired, but definitely should be suspended without pay, etc., etc., S- sensitivity, training, whatever needs to do to him to understand. You can't say things like that. That's all I can say about that. Football has made an interesting news headline for people. They made an announcement. There will be no sideline reporters for TV or radio on the field doing the pre- and post-game, ESPN, NFL countdown. We'll have a bunch of people out there. They're not doing that either. So, again, certain networks are cutting back on in game coverage because they want it to be run through the major circuit boards not in one place. You know, just just have somebody call the game, do nothing, et cetera, et cetera. Now they won't even a satellite reports. So that's a less job for less people as well. Candace Barker, WNB News, has now gotten to 5,500 points. Pretty impressive. Congratulations to her. She's the only WNB player on my wall because at one point. When I was getting Sports Illustrated for kids, I had all these posters. But then at some point when I was in high school, I stopped getting Sports Illustrated for kids and my brother did. He ruined the posters. And then also, he just stopped wanting to get them. So if I was still getting Sports Illustrated for kids, I may have gotten other WNBA players I wanted to put on my wall. Because my wall is covered with baseball, extra baseball, basketball, and football. I don't have any hockey up. At one point, I did have, I think, Alexander Ovechkin. But I don't know. What happened to that? Good news for fans of Michael Smith from ESPN Around the Horn covering football and numbers never lie. And then his and hers TV show and radio show in the six. He and Michael Holly they're gonna be doing a show on Peacock Streaming Station, which has already had Zach Patrick and Rick Eisen. I'm happy for Michael Smith because you know they they went from Hey, you're just, you know, around the horn occasionally to being on. Let's give you your own show. Let's also make it an hour. Then let's make it with football and basketball players on there. Then let's make it with you and Jamel. Then let's make you have a Jamel have a new show. Then let's put you on the Sports Center. But then they kept altering Sports Center to only doing highlights and interviews and no discussion back and forth. They wouldn't have them do their discussion. They couldn't do their pop culture segments and other things. You know, Doing Too Much Countdown, and all these other things that made their show lovable. And all the time Michael Smith, all of his other incarnations of show, and then Jamelle we know, left because their opinions on the president. Michael Smith eventually left because he was like, yeah, you know, I'm bigger than this. I don't need to be working in the ESPN. I've been there. I've done that. So I'm glad he's got a show. Sad news, Pirates President Travis Williams has COVID-19. Hopefully he gets better. And because the Marlins have had had a new test last week, they affected the Mets. The Mets and Marlins game last week was canceled. Then the whole entire Subway series has been canceled. So the Mets yesterday had to play a doubleheader. Padres the first team to hit a grand slam in four consecutive games, and then five out of six is pretty interesting. Ron Rivera has announced that he has lymph node cancer. Hopefully uh, Riverboat Ron can get better. Former Bears player, coach, Panthers coach now is the new coach of the Washington football team. Hopefully he's going to be okay. Lillard unfortunately dislocated his left index finger, so he's gonna, so you know he he missed Game Five, that sort of thing. Good felt effort from Portland, but we knew that the Lakers were gonna win, and good effort by Orlando so far, but we knew that the the Bucks were gonna win. What we didn't know was that the Pacers were gonna be swept by the Heat, and the Raptors would sweep the Nets, and that the Celtics would sweep the Sixers, and that the Jazz would be leading their series, and that the Rockets would be tied to the Thunder. That that's interesting as well. Now NBA lottery news. Cavaliers have the fifth pick. I don't know if that's gonna happen because so far they back-to-back years draft a point guard. The Bulls have the fourth pick. The Hornets have the third pick, and the Warriors have the second, and the Wolves have the first pick. Now the Wolves just got themselves D'Angelo Russell, so they don't necessarily have to go and draft a point guard in you know in the draft. They can go draft a wing player because that would be something they would actually need. Or if there's a power forward, they can draft one. They definitely don't need a center or a point guard. They need somewhere in between. The Warriors have their backcourt set. Draymond Green is their power forward. What they would need is either a really good wing player, like a small forward, or they would need themselves a big man to be the fifth best player on the court at the same time, because they still got Wiggins. Or they could package the second round pick, I mean the second overall pick in the first round, to a team that really wants one of those players in the draft. And we'll give them a veteran return because they want to rebuild. Now the Hornets, they could definitely grab a point guard because no fence to Terry Rozier. They could, they need somebody. And they just need help everywhere. So they can draft at any position they really need to to play with Graham because that would be something they would do. And the Bulls finally have a top five pick. You know how many years they have a high lottery chance and they get the 8th, the 9th, the 10th, you know, etc. And they never get what they want. They drafted Wendell Carter Jr. They've drafted... Laurie marketing, you know, they drafted Kobe White. they You know, I he was the ace pick. But nothing really amazing. The Bulls have an opportunity to either get themselves a real center, because Wendell Carter Jr. is not a center and he can't stay healthy. draft the small forward because Otto Porter Jr. can't stay healthy, and Denzel Valentine was a waste of a first-round draft pick. They could always draft a point guard and have Kobe White become a two-guard and have Kobe White come off the bench. Trade Zach Levine and draft a two-guard either way. But really what they want is they need to get themselves a small forward. So they got that position set and try to trade out a Porter Jr. or he becomes a bench player. The number 89 was the last LB uniform that was finally issued. This year, players were were given the numbers 86 and 92. Multiple players were given 86. Cardinals gave 82. And then the Yankees gave up 89. It's the last number 0 through 99 that has not been issued in MLB history. Now that's just an interesting fact for people to know about. Other interesting, Evan Longoria has finally got to 300 career home runs. We envisioned when he was on Tampa Bay when he first came up and he was a middle-of-the-order hitter that he would probably finish with 500 home runs, but what we didn't know was that Evan Longoria was going to be injury-prone and miss lots of games in his Tampa Bay and his San Francisco Giants career so far. That's why he only has 300. He would have probably had 300 a couple of years ago with his usual 20, 30 home runs a year. This shortened year doesn't help either in those career statistics, but... You don't know, he's still in his 30s. He could play it until he's 40 years old. Maybe just maybe get the 500 home runs. Jan Gomes has gotten to career 100 home runs, 100 for the Gomes. He's also been injury prone guy. That's why it took him a while, but he's also the first Brazilian born player to hit 100 home runs. That's interesting. The Bears signed Caro Santos for, you know, for there to be competition in camp again. Sox had uh, 24 home runs in a short amount of time. That's a Sox record. The Astros closed their, the alternative training site like where they have their pool of players because of COVID. Brittany Graver left the bubble. That's going to affect Phoenix. Earl Thomas got released due to an incident in, tr- in practice. They supposedly said it wasn't the first time. There was infighting and him doing things he's not supposed to. He also is at that incident with him and his brother where. You know. Snapchat with location if somebody finding in his wife be mad or his brother's wife being mad at him being with women. He's had all those problems and whatnot, so that's just interesting. that the Ravens cut him and they were a really deep team. they were one of the best teams in football. Guessing they don't really need him. Maybe the Cowboys will signed him somebody. AJ McLean of the Baxtery Boys has announced that he's gonna join Dancing with the Stars. I don't know if they're going to have fans in the crowd, how close you can really get. The judges will be far away. They can still have the dance routine if it's just two people and they've been cleared to do it. What will be interesting is Nick Carter was on a couple years back, and he was clearly told by all the judges, you're the best. You became all around. You were just good at the beginning of a certain type of dancing, you know, how the boy band dancers do, and that they talked about how he improved all the time, etc., etc. et cetera. And then he got to the final show and he had the best routine and he was with Shauna Burgess, who was one of the best dancers, guess what happened? They gave it to CrackoDell Dundee's daughter, which I don't really consider that being a celebrity, being his daughter. Oh, it was a famous person's daughter. And they gave it to her just because he had passed away, CrackoDell Dundee. Despite saying all these things about Nick being the best, they didn't give it to him. So hopefully this time, if AJ McLean does the same thing as Nick, where he shows that he knows how to dance really well at the beginning and then learns all these other forms of dance... He should win that. He should be able to win this time. The Sixers fired Brett Brown. They've had three different regimes. The, you know, process tanking, getting all the draft picks, seeing what's good, draft, uh, firing Sam Hinkie. Colangelo's son came in. Then he had the whole Twitter incident with his wife. They fired him. They hired former NBA player Elton Brand, who was a coach for them before. Yeah, let's let's and that. So now they've had three different GMs with different systems of what they want to run. And Brett Brown was there when they were horrible. He was there when they started making the playoffs. And then he's there now and they keep not doing it. It's not his fault they've had three GMs. It's not his fault that only Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid are left from all those first round picks. That they've traded or let all their shooters go away. They didn't resign Jimmy Butler. They signed Tobias Harris to a max deal. They signed Al Horford to a long-term deal. Those are all GM moves. And also the fact that I've been saying this. Embiid is a big man. He's probably the most dominant big man in the NBA right now. But he's got to step out and take mid-range shots or three-point shots. Because Ben Simmons likes to play inside. Won't even take mid-range shots, let alone a three-point shot. Like, it's one thing if he's going to take some mid-range shots. But he's, like, right near the basket. Yes, he's a great defender. He rebounds well. He's a good facilitator. But if he's not going to score or shoot like most people do, you don't have to maneuver and play power forward because it's already affecting how the floor is spaced. So it's going to come down to Alton Brand figuring out what he's going to do with the both of them and how he's going to build around them. Brett Brown, being a former disciple of the tree coaching tree of Popovich, he'll have many places to choose from. Because right now, the Pelicans are open, the Nets, the Sixers, and the Bulls are open, and maybe the Rockets will be open. So he he could just calm down for a bit, take a break. Playoffs are over. He can just relax. Figure out what he wants to do with the Bulls. Maybe, maybe interview him, as I said, that would be interesting. As well, Shaq is on a multi-year extension with Turner, so he'll stay there for a bit, and they're going to do other projects with him, so that's good for him if you're fans of him. Albert Pujols is now second all-time in RBIs, passing A-Rod. You know, that's good. Let's have the people who actually, you know, are clean, you know, to to do it, because we all for now know that Albert Pujols is clean. Well, he didn't pass them. He just passed A-Rod, I mean, as well for third all-time. I meant to say third all-time. Pools is third all-time. Babe Ruth is second all-time and Hank Aaron's number one. That's what I meant to say. He's now third all-time. Now, Buck Showalter is now back working LB Network. Former Major League Manager of the Rangers the Dimebacks. Yankees, and he's an Worked for baseball tonight on ESPN before. Now he's on LB Network. That's good if you want to hear his opinion because he really knows what he's talking about when it comes to baseball. He built up the Rangers team that made the playoffs. The Diamondbacks team that won the World Series. The Yankees team that won the dynasties with Jeter, and he took the Orioles to the playoffs, and they had a really good win percentage. Mike Williams of the Chargers, unfortunately, has a separate has an injury to his shoulder. He'll be out for a couple weeks. Bears running him out. David Montgomery got carted off the field today. Hopefully, he'll be okay. Giants safety Xavier McKinney has a injury in his left foot, fractured left foot. David Mayo's a torn meniscus in the left knee. So the Giants lost two players there to injury, and. That's it of round news of all the sports. There wasn't that much pop culture to talk about. Now, didn't get to this last time. All the baseball moves. Pirates finally got their closer back, Cologne Kella. That's good because they've been just going with bullpen by committee. The Giants made a decision to put Robert gazelleman in the rotation with the injuries to the rotation. They also added Seth Lugo to the rotation. Both of them used to be starters. They pushed Steven Matz the bullpen. That's interesting. Going into the season, you're like, wow, the Mets got seven starters. What are they going to do with all of them? Then Sinegar is out for the year. Stroman out. And, of course, you know, Walker can't stay healthy, that sort of thing. So that's what they're doing. And Red Sox have lost Andrew Benettoni to the DL. So they have seen some games. They play J.D. Martinez. or they pour in the outfield. Don't do that. Nationals get their setup. Manuel Harris back. That is good. Fortunately for the Rangers, Volquez is supposed to be a nice addition as a reliever. He's in the 45-day DL. Like Kluber and Leclerc, they just lost another board and pitcher. The Braves barely had Scott shoved on the Major League roster. Got him off. Short-lived there. The Red Sox cut Christian Arroyo after barely getting him. So they first picked him off off waiver. They never actually used him, and then they cut him. Sean Doolittle, unfortunately, went the DL, so getting Will Harris back the other week was good. The Phillies called up Alec Boehm, and with that, he's playing third base. So that means Segura can play second where he's supposed to be playing. Cardinals called up Dylan Carlson. So they got another pow- another outfield bat with Tyler O'Neal to-, to make up for Dexter Fowler and Tyler and a Harrison Bader not being the best hitter. The Reds call up Tyler Thornburg, former all-star caliber setup man closer. So the Reds bullpen has him, Nate Jones, Pedro Stop, Amir Garrett, and Michael Lorenzen and Ray Iglesias. So that's a really deep bullpen there. Fortunately Alvarez won a DL for the for the team. And um, also, the Rangers call up Juan Nicasio, former veteran setup man and one time closer, and one time starting pitcher. So they're just grasping for straws there. Yankees had lost Judge to the DL. Brewers DFA Lomo, he became a free agent. Somebody will definitely sign him, maybe the Tigers. Starling Castro won on DL for the Nationals. That's good. That's not good. The Padres lost their closer, Kirby Yates. The Braves' best player, the second best player, Acuna, won on DL. Pirates lost Nova to the DL, and they need pitching. The Reds acquired Nick Williams from the Phillies, so the Phillies never worked out with him. The Orgers unfortunately, had thumb surgery. To the Sox are so losing him for a long period of time. Astros put Brantley on the DL, but it's fine. They get let Tucker get as many bets as possible. The Rays lost Jose Alvarado, one of their better relievers. That wasn't good. Giants, I mean the Dodgers, Louis Smith was on the DL, so they called up one of their prospects. Orioles had lost Austin Hayes to the DL, so they called up Mason Williams. Diesel LeMay also won a DL for the Yankees. They got all these guys in the DL. Tyler Chatwood for the Cubs had one on the DL. Roman Quinn went on a DL. So for them, the Phillies, without Nick Williams, you got to play infielder Scott you know Kingry or Phil Goslin in the outfield because you're running out of outfielders on your team as well. The Mets let go of Brian Dozier, so the very short-lived Mets tenure. The Sox put Adam Engel in the DL but then came back a couple days later because of the COVID scare. Aroldis Chapman's back for the Yankees, so that's good for them. Indians set down Oscar and Machado, because they have way too many damn outfielders. They know what to do with them. Padres lost Tommy Pham to an injury. That's not good. And then the Reds call it Matt Harvey, so it's good to know that Matt Harvey's back and pitching major league baseball. The Yankees signed Jody Mercer to a minor league. after Tigers cut him. With all the injuries the Yankees have, it's not bad to have yourself a veteran shortstop just in case. Orioles lost their shortstop Iglesias to the DL. The Braves had called up Christian Passe, one of the best prospects, but what was weird about it is they're playing the left field and Duval and right. I'm just like, come on. This dude's supposed to be a world-class outfielder. Put him in right field. The Indians got their starting catcher, Roberto Perez, back. That's good. Markekis, who didn't start the year because he opted out, came back. He's on the DL now. Cubs called up Hernan Perez, just another utility player. The Mariners set down Malik Smith because they have way too many outfielders. Tigers call up Orr, Bonifacio, tried to get his bat in the lineup without CJ Krohn's power. Reds lost Gonzalez to the DL. The White Sox had called up Dane Dunning for that start against the Tigers, Casey Mize. Nice to see the Sox. The Tigers calling up Young Guy. The Rockies had stopped putting David Dahl in the leadoff spot, but he's still playing center field. He just went on the DL. The Angels moved Julio Terran back and forth between the bullpen. They don't have enough pitching. I don't know what they're doing. And then Vogelbach got DFA'd by the by the uh, Mariners. I don't understand this. The first couple of major league seasons, they went with veteran guys at first base. Like an example, for one of those couple seasons, they played backup infield lieutenant Valencia Valencia first base instead. Then last year, they started the year with Jay Bruce or Edwin Encarnacion playing first base instead of him. Then they traded both of them, and guess what? He played a full season pretty much, and he had 30 home runs in a full major league season. And he made the all-star team as a Seattle representative. Because uh, cause, cause Seager was injured. I was like, wow. They played him enough at bats. Kept, kept telling him to do it for the past few seasons beforehand. And then they finally did. Fast forward to the next, just to the next season. It's not even a full season. They're so like, yeah, we're going to DFA him. They had played some outfielder I never heard of who played first base and left field for them at DH. They paid Evan White all this money for a guy who never played Major League Baseball until this year. And then I'm like, who else could play first base? You already have like five second basemen and like ten outfielders. And... Uh, so they got rid of him. The team that picked him up may, also makes no sense because the whole Vladimir Guerrero situation junior with the Blue Jays, they said this year he's going to play first or DH. Travis Shaw is a first baseman DH that ha- masquerades is a third baseman. They also have Brandon Dury, another infielder they got to give it bats to. Then they got Roddy Telez, they got to give it bats to. And then they're playing Gurriel in the outfield but then that takes away bats in the outfield. So getting Daniel Vogel back is death is one thing but it's, it's like it's the wrong team to have picked him up. The reason why the Cubs gave up on traded him away in that trade was because they had Rizzo and Schwarber and they didn't need him. So that made sense. The Cubs just got a pitcher back for them, but then they never even used him, and then they traded him for a catcher. Now then, Rich Hill's back. That's good. Rays, after losing Alvarado, they lost Torino's to the DL as well. That's not good. The Marlins call up one of their better pinning process. Stick those Sanchez. You might as well. nothing, All or nothing season. Excuse me. And then with uh, Buster Posey. Opting out of the year, they started the year with Rob Brantley and this Heinemann guy, and then they, they've they called up this Trump dude, not to use with the president. Now let's, let's call it Joey Bart, was finally used. Okay, just go all in with the prospect. Alex Bregman after, went on the DL, so they'll be without their third baseman and their DH, because Michael Brantley just came back, so they got him back. The Yankees, after, lose, after getting Chapman back, they just lost Zach Britton. It's not good. Twinches lost to center field and Mitch Garver. I mean, uh, Byron Bucks, excuse me, and catcher Mitch Garver. Without Austin Dulo, they're going to have to start Avila and a nobody. And without Bucks and Jake Cave will play the outfield and Wade. Blue Jays decided that even though we're not using Derek Fisher or Billy McKinney or, J- or, Ant- or, John- or Jonathan, you know, Anthony Alford, Jonathan Davis, all those guys, that they're going to DFA Anthony Alford. Okay, fine. You're gonna give up on one of your guys like you did with Dalton Pompey. That's fine. And then the Rangers lost their left fielder Willie Calhoun and their starting shortstop Elvin Andrew. So four string catcher as an kind of a left, is gonna get start to shortstop, unless they actually put Danny Santana, a natural born shortstop, at shortstop, maybe that's a maybe that's a better idea. They'll play natural born outfielders instead. Miles got Jorge Faro back, but then just lost Cervelli to the Cushion DL, and the guy can't answer break with they just want Let's just go with their young guy. The Phillies acquired David Hale from the Yankees, just an extra former starting pitcher who can relieve. Orioles called up Ryan Mountcastle, the former middle infielder who played third base and first base. They're throwing him out on left field like they are doing Trey Mancini again, play the man at the position he's supposed to be. The Phillies then also made another trade and acquired Brandon Workman and Heath Embry from the Red Sox. Heath Embry was one of the few setup up men on the Red Sox with Matt Barnes from a couple years ago when they won the World Series. That I've heard of and they held on to. Brandon Workman is a starting pitcher of theirs that they never actually tried as a starter that often. When they need a starting pitching, they made him a reliever. Now, he and Hembray went to the Phillies, so the Phillies, again, fixing their bullpen by trading for as many people as possible. As I already said, that uh, Kirby Yates just went on the DL for the Padres. Well, they just lost Pomeranz; They lost their two best relievers. The White Sox, after the Giants have cut Yulmer Sanchez, have signed him to a minor league deal for organizational debt. The Sox might as well do that because no offense to Ryan Goins or Andrew Romine. Uh, they're not really what I want in a major league roster right now. And the Giants cut Yomer Sanchez because they had Dubone. They, they had this love affair with utility player Donovan Solano who had spent a couple of years without being in a major league roster for a full season. And they signed Wilmer Flores. So there was no room for Yomer Sanchez who only signed there because he thought he had an opportunity to start. He could have signed a major league deal with other teams to be a backup, but he didn't do it. Now he's back home with the White Sox. The Brewers, after getting rid of Lomo, they DFA'd Brock Holt because, again, too many infielders. Jace Peterson, Luis Urias, Eric Solgar, Jed Jerko, this Mathias guy. They got so many infielders on their team besides from Hira and Arcia, that They're like, yeah, we got too many. So I don't know who will pick up Brock Holt. Maybe the Red Sox somebody. The White Sox up welcome back Ronald Lopez. So between him and Dane Dunning, they don't have to a bull, have a bullpen game. The Orioles said goodbye to Dwight Smith dfa would him, the former Blue Jay outfielder who was extra for the Blue Jays. It's not a guy the Orioles developed, but they also didn't develop Mason Williams either. But they decided to say goodbye to him as well. Twin just lost Jacob Odorizzi to the DL. The dude keeps getting hurt. As I said, Michael Brantley's back for the Astros. Cubs finally put Brian, Chris Bryant in the DL. He had missed a bunch of games the other week. So David Bodie will probably fill in there. Maybe Nico Horner. Paul DeYoung is back for the Cardinals, so they got their shortstop. Daniel Robinson of the Rays, who you thought would be a backup this year. Nope. With their foreign import, with Mike Brissaru and Joey Wendell and Yanni Diaz and Lau, obviously, and, and uh, Willie Thomas there's been no room for Daniel Robinson. So the Giants just picked him up and made in a deal that's interesting. The Giants then DFA'd Hunter Pence, who after somehow finding the fountain of youth with Texas last year, came back to the Giants, who were desperate for outfielders, and guess what? He has been doing well. So they DFA'd him. I don't know if somebody's going to pick him up, but somebody will probably take a chance on him. Blue Diz has lost Matt Schumacher to the L. What's new? We can't stay healthy. The Rangers DFA'd Rob Rebschneider, who they barely had, and we're playing him all over the place. The Pirates picked up Carson Fulmer after the Sox, and the Tigers are both done with him. That's interesting. He'll keep bouncing around. As I said, Acuno had one on the DL the other week. They now have him back. Maybe that should solidify some things. Orioles have lost Wade LeBlanc to the DL, and they don't have enough pitching. That's not good. As I said, Nick Markakis went to the DL after, you know, opting out of the season to begin with. The Yankees welcome back Aaron Judge. Katana and Charles Chetwood are both now back for the Cubs. So now they got actual pitching depth. The Rangers cup legs fire out without even giving opportunity to play for them. So that was short-lived. And, my, and, uh, and the Giants' the trader, Michael, uh, Rob Branley who I just mentioned, who was the opening day catcher for the Giants, to the Yankees, who have plenty of catchers. No offense. They don't really need another one. And the Nationals just got back Sean Doolittle. That's good for them. But unfortunately, they just lost Steven Strasburg. He's going to miss a bunch of start having some surgery. The dude can't stay healthy. Now, that was my baseball, you know, and all the other sports. A little pop culture here. The CW has been getting the rights to other shows. So I've been watching The Corner, which is a Canadian show. And the CBS All Access show, Tell Me a Story. Tell me a story. As I keep watching it, it's not getting more exciting. It's getting kind of boring. The corner is getting more and more interesting. And then CW is doing their the first time ever they have a half hour show called Dead Pixel. It's like people that work in an office and they play an online you know game like you know not Dungeons and Dragons, but the type of you know the type of online game that people play you know World of Warcraft type of game, and that's all they worry about. And it's half hour usually. They don't do half-hour shows. Except for that gay boy with his makeup. That's a that's a documentary show. So it's a very interesting that CW is actually going with a half-hour show. Because for right now, I'm viewing American Deck as TBS shows as many as they want in a row and goes on vacation for as long as they want. United We Fall, I'm going to watch that till they episode. And then I thought there was something new to watch on CW called Decoding Like Mysteries. But then I go out and find out that it's a, it's a documentary show. It's based off a true story. All these real things, real people, and I'm like, yeah, similar to that investigative show that the ADBC had earlier in the spring that I recorded. I'm going, you know, I'm not here to watch this stuff, I want to watch scripted things. So that's really it three half hour shows that I'm watching, and yeah, just going back and being a child and watching Ozzy and Drix on DVD or watching Star Trek Voyager, which I'm in the middle of season two. Thanks for listening to another edition of On The Radar, episode number 44. Wow, I can't believe it's 44. And as always, we talk about local and national sports and pop culture. For those who, who for anywhere you listen to podcasts, you can find me on Apple, Google, or Spotify. Go to the Anchor website if you want to donate. Follow me on Facebook or like the page On The Radar Entertainment Block. Subscribe to my YouTube channel for movie videos about reviews and observations. Baseball reviews, or box score, all on the On The Radar YouTube page. Follow me on Twitter at Radar4428 and just teasing the website that's being put up together and I'm going to try to do Twitch soon. But yeah, remember to like or follow on Facebook, On The Radar Entertainment blog. Get your podcast wherever you get it for On The Radar. Thank you for listening to episode number 44 for On The Radar Entertainment. This is me, your host Radar. See you guys next time.